Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) And the wonderful person (laughs) laughing is Katie Leineke. Hello, Katie. Hello, Martha. Katie Leineke, lover of boundaries here. She is a lover of boundaries. Before we started recording this podcast, she spent, I would say, 20 minutes. Fifteen minutes? Is that long? Um, I was engrossed in boundaries. She was writing on the whiteboard uh, all the things that she wanted to talk about, right. which I have such a lady crush on you for. Thank you. Um, and I can't wait to get into this. So we are going to both be talking about setting boundaries for mm-hmm. yourself especially at work, because it can be so difficult as a nanny because we have such a a, a strange job mm-hmm. and potentially blurred boundaries Absolutely. in that you are in very private spheres of mm-hmm. people's lives, mm-hmm. but you are also their employee. Right. And so navigating that. Right takes special care absolutely to do well and to do correctly Mm -hmm. and so we're going to be talking about that we're also going to be talking about teaching children to establish their own boundaries and that it's okay to say no and very important actually Mm -hmm. yeah um and and how for them to say no right and how for you to say no right one of the one of the main highlights of boundaries is um let your yes be yes and your no be no don't say yes and mean no. Don't yes. say no and mean yes. Mean what you say. Own what you say. Be genuine. That takes a lot of courage and a lot of self-reflection. Um, and you're not always going to get it right. But <laughs> you have to practice boundaries. It helps to practice them with people who you know love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and to say like, hey, this really makes me insane. <laughs> Could you please not do that? Or like, I can't um, allow this to happen. I'm going to be in the other room while you're doing that. I can't be here for it. Right. And to set that kind of safety space for you. And um, it's really important to be able to do that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, so let's talk first about boundaries at work. Right. Um, I would like to briefly say, too, I'm someone who had no boundaries about two uh-huh. years ago. 
Um, I think many nannies struggle with boundaries. Some of you are amazing at it and that's great. Um, yes. I grew up in a home where it was not okay to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are lovely, such lovely people, <laughs> givers of themselves, but you do what's asked of you and mm-hmm. you be a part of the group, which is a great lesson to learn. But um, I've spent most of my adult life giving too much of myself, giving in a way that wasn't safe for me as a person. Um, and that's partly because of who I am mixed right. with their... Um, desire for me to be a kind caring member of society and that's really lovely but it's it's been very challenging for me as an adult to find a balance yes. so um, and I think that that is true of a lot of nannies because that just to, uh, to a, a pretty large extent is right. true of me as well right and I think that that's something that the way that you were brought up to just say yes and make it work right is leads you to a place where nannying probably is a good career for you. Right. Absolutely. Because you will bend over backwards. You're flexible and you're, yeah. <laughs> to make other people happy. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. it's not good for you. It's not good for your nanny family. And it's really not good for your nanny kid. Yeah, absolutely. To watch you do that. Right. Because then they learn to do that too. Mm-hmm. And the important thing here is um, you want to help the child grow into a healthy adult. And healthy adults have boundaries. Yes. You don't take care of your neighbor's yard so the the idea of boundaries is like you have a fence around you and a good fence lets things in mm-hmm. and also keeps things out and so you want to keep a safety bubble really around you like what what will I allow in mm-hmm. um, and what will I keep away from me what's safe to keep away what do I need at an arm's length and what do I want in my backyard really I um I actually use this metaphor with the child and nanny for a lot because she's got like a low level anxiety Uh and uh so she's like really worried about like will my car get towed if I'm double parked (laughs) and I'm like you know what that's my thing to worry about that's not your thing to worry about I'm the grown-up who does this car belong to it belongs to you right so who should worry if it gets towed you should right Mm -hmm. you don't mow your neighbor's backyard you only mow yours right um so in the, in the idea of boundaries, um, you talk about burdens and backpacks mm-hmm. and your backpack is what you're meant to carry every day. It's like your daily chores, your work, what do you need to do to keep your life functioning? And burdens are like the really terrible, heavy stuff. Like right. my mom died or my mom didn't die just to be clear. Um, you know, we're, like we're very glad. Right. Me too. Um, but there are many people out here who are dealing with burdens like that or like a really heavy depression or alcoholism, things that you can't carry on your own that you need support of others for. So no one is meant to carry those big boulders and burdens by themselves, but you do need to carry your own backpack. You need to get up for work on time. Oh, no one's supposed I, to do that for you. I like, want to see the Dora of this. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there is one. Um, but like. Martha, I'm not, if I, Martha and I used to be roommates, Mm -hmm. I would not wake you up for work. That's your own backpack. Right. If you had something terrible happening in your life and you were like, could you please, you you didn't really have plants in our apartment, but could you please water (laughs) my plants? Or if you had a pet, be like, you know, I have to go home. My mom is sick, which she was not. I would be like, yes, I will help you. I'll help carry that, that boulder, Mm -hmm. that burden for you. Um, but you need to know the difference. What is a backpack? weight and what is a burden weight Mm -hmm. um and sort of the important thing about that is the consequences of your actions so you need to know like sometimes children especially need to feel the consequences of their actions sometimes the nanny parents you work for need to feel the consequences (laughs) of their actions right um and 
And that's good and right. And mm-hmm. if you withhold that from them, if you constantly save them from feeling the consequences of their actions, you're not actually being loving to them. You're actually hurting them mm-hmm. because the world is not going to withhold the consequences consequences of their actions. No. The world's going to give it to them. Mm-hmm. And you're not preparing them in the way that they need to be prepared. Yes. Right. That's such a good way to look at it. Right. Um, can you give more examples of backpack-sized things sure yes just because i like i understand what you mean but i would love even more examples right um i really like so i'm i think it's really important to give children a space to say no because Mm -hmm. a lot of times they're very powerless in their lives just because they're smaller and have less skills um, (laughs) than adults do and uh i love i love creating space for children to say no Mm -hmm. um so if i'm asking for a child to help me i'll say like you know if they want me to play with them, I'd say, you know, I have to do these things first. If you wanted it to be faster, you could go down and get the paper towels for me. It's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, it's okay to say no is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes the little girl I nanny for, she'd be like, no, I want you to get my sweater. I'm like, mm, I'm not going to get your sweater. And let me tell you why. Right. I never ask you to go back to my house to get some clothing item I forgot when I knew I needed to bring that mm-hmm. it's your job to get your sweater it's your job to put away what you were playing with sometimes I might help you if something falls and breaks because right. that's hard but it's not my job to put away your dishes your dishes you bring your dishes to the counter I bring my dishes to the counter I don't right. ask you to do that for me that's my backpack mm-hmm. um if for some reason she breaks a glass dish, that's not a backpack. That's a that's like a boulder. Right. It's she lacks the skills and the emotional wherewithal to do it herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, in a grander scale, if you think about like if you're saving a child, an adult child, like a 16 year old or 18 year old, whatever you want to say, from like feeling the consequences of like driving drunk, you're mm-hmm. not helping them. Right. You're enabling them. Right. And that's not okay. Yes. Um, actually they talk about the law of sowing and reaping, like you reap what you sow. And if you're, if someone's not allowing you to reap your own consequences from what you've sowed, it's actually not good for you because you don't learn about the world. You're not learning to take responsibility for yourself. Right. And so the backpack is what you yourself are responsible for. Um, and sort of knowing the difference as a nanny, like what am I, what is my burden that I need help with at the house Mm -hmm. and what is my backpack? What is right? Like, these are my responsibilities and what is like, I need some guidance or I need, could you please help me with this task? Yeah. Um, and also allowing the children to know, you know, like this is part of your responsibility. I don't ask the child to do the laundry, although she often likes to help me. That's not for her, but it is her backpack to put her dirty clothes in the laundry hamper. Yeah. That's part of her job. Yeah. That's part of her being a member of her family, a member of her household and keeping her house clean. Mm-hmm. Does that help you? That does. Okay. That's very helpful. Okay. Um, yeah. Something it's like that everyday responsibilities are right. your backpack and your burden is like something big has had car accident. My yes. window shattered in my car one day and my boss right. was like, don't worry. But I did really time. appreciate you breaking it down for like kids mm-hmm. because their burdens are smaller. smaller. Yeah. Um, and for example, I have been working with the kids that I nanny on cleaning up after themselves yes. and thinking through the process, the process, or just as they play, mm-hmm. if you get that out, it's going to be put away by you. Yeah. yeah. You are going to have to put that away. Yeah. Do you want to get out Play-Doh? Yeah. That 
is difficult right. to clean up. Well, and that's really important because children need to learn about how their action, it's cause and effect. Mm-hmm. That's like a really important developmental milestone yes. that they're um, achieving. And if you rob them of that experience, you're not helping them. Right. Don't do everything for the kids you nanny for. I know that you're tempted to because you are <laughs> such a lovely human. Don't do everything for them. Right. It's not helpful. Yep. And something that I have found effective is that when cleaning up, I will often tell them that I will help for five minutes. Mm -hmm. So for the five minutes that I am helping, however they want to use that, if they want to sit and watch me for five minutes, I will clean for five minutes and they have chosen that once what a lovely idea that you've i've never i've never thought of that and then and then they they are responsible for the rest yeah whatever teaching them accountability and i say if we all clean for five minutes Mm -hmm. and this is proven true every time that we have all been focused on cleaning for five minutes we can get it done in five minutes right but if you choose not to participate in the five minutes i'm helping then you are going to be responsible for the rest. And so that has worked for me. Right. It helps them to think too in a way that's really important to be an adult, right? Mm -hmm. Like how is this going to affect me later? Um, and to, to know that they're capable actually, that you won't take their backpack from them, right? That their backpack is theirs and you know that they can carry it. Um, Martha, I stole some, I told her (laughs) earlier, I stole, I stole something from her where she was like, uh, if a child feels they can't do something, because that's often something children say, they're like, but I can't clean it up. And Martha um, was like, aren't you glad I don't believe that? And that's really important. And I, yeah. I was telling her, I, I've sort of stolen it and modified it. Like, <laughs> I know you're a person who can solve their own problems. And isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's sort of an interesting outlook. And to give them that accountability and um, advocacy and ownership over their own behavior and actions is really important so yes taking or not taking (laughs) their backpack right um and and also helping them because the other thing i think that's specific with caring for children Mm -hmm. is that their backpack grows yes as they grow and keeping that in mind not um shortchanging them by keeping them in the same backpack mm-hmm. the entire time you're with them. Right. Because children need to feel powerful. Yes. They need to feel competent. And if you do everything for them, they will not feel that way. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't say anything, even if you never say like, you can't do it yourself, um, by doing things for them, they subliminally take the message that they can't do it for themselves. Right. Um, and that's one of the major highlights of boundary issues at work. If you're taking on other people's responsibilities, be it the child or be it the parent, mm-hmm. um, you are you have a boundary issue there. Um, what is what is it that you're responsible for? Um, I found too that the parents naturally want to increase your responsibilities because they, <laughs> you're competent and they love having you, right? Right. And um, part of your job is to make sure that their time with their child is more meaningful. To me, right. that means I would like to do the laundry. I would like your kitchen to be clean. I would like you to not have to unload the dishwasher because part of what I think is special about my job is I make your time together as a family more special. Yes. You don't have to do that trivial stuff. I've done it for you. Right. Come home, be with your kid enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a level too, where you have to realize I've, I had one experience once where I was taking on a fair amount of the social 
um, orchestrating for the play dates of the child. Uh-huh. And at a certain point I was like, Oh, I'm, I, I feel uncomfortable. Like right. I'm doing a lot of mom rolling and dad rolling right now. And right. I don't really feel like this is my place to either worry about it or to be um, behaving in this way. And so I sort of like relaxed on it a little bit. They talk about um, if you feel like no one else can do this one thing, you have a boundary issue. Right. Because guess what? Someone else can do it. You're great. I really think you're great. I don't know you, but I think you're great. Yes. Um, but other, we're all replaceable. Right. Other people are very competent as well. Um, and to know that it actually gave me a lot of freedom to know that mm-hmm. I could say no to night and weekend babysitting. I weekend babysit a lot. It's okay to say no because guess what? They're going to be able to find someone else if they really want to go. Right. Um, and you don't need to feel on the hook for it, yeah. for any of it. Right. Um, and if they've asked you on short notice, you don't need to feel... You don't need to feel like you have to do it because guess what? They asked you on short notice. Yep. So it's not your responsibility. Oftentimes I will um, try to find a babysitter if I cannot do it. Yes. And then sometimes I'm like, guess what? I don't need to find a babysitter for your nope. child because I'm not the parent. <laughs> um, but it's hard to divorce yourself from that because you love the family. Yes. And so, but it's important to remember what is within your boundary. I don't need to find you an alternate sitter if I can't do it that's your job right as the parent so yes yeah that is so true and also I think it's important to keep in mind that the more competent you are at your job Mm -hmm. the more likely you are going to be asked to do more things because when you are competent you make it look easy oh yeah and delightful like you are probably if you're competent at your job and you have good boundaries, right, you are very happy all the time. Yeah. And you're making it look easy. But staying clear with no. This is what I can or can't do. <laughs> right. They talk about like too much overtime is a boundary issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have it. No shame mm-hmm. if you have these. I've had all of these before. <laughs> I read a book about it and I was like, oh my God, I have all And the what is that problems. book in case um, anyone wants to go read it's it? It's called Boundaries uh-huh. um, by Henry St. Cloud and I think John Townsend. Um, it does have religious overtones, not so if- drastically. So I, I go to church and that's why I, somebody told it, um, somebody suggested it to me and it changed my life. Right. It was really a very powerful book for me. Um, I think you can read it if you are not religious and you would still be able to do fine. Um, but if that is something that you know will bother you, then this may then, not be the book right, for you. Then set your boundary friends. <laughs> yes. I love it. Um, they also talk about in this book about like misplaced priorities. Like, mm-hmm. so part of having good boundaries is knowing like what is most important to right. you? What is most important? What do I need to do first to feel like I've done something productive with my day? Mm-hmm. Don't let the minutia or somebody else's priorities come in and sweep away your own. Right. So um, if I have, if I know, if I know I need to do X, Y, and Z, or maybe I like, for me, it's right now I really need to do observations of my children at school. <laughs> and it's been on my plate for a while. I've been slowly chipping away at it, but I um, started at a deficit. So mm-hmm. I have like a lot to make up. And so I really wanted to do it over the holiday break and I didn't do it. And so now I have a lot. And then I had some other issues in my personal life and they sort of have fallen by the wayside. So my priority is to do that. So I need to make time to do that and not let somebody else's needs come in and take away my own need to get my own work done. Right. So what's most important to you in this moment? What would make you feel most at peace? And then you need to do that. Um, 
Another thing is if you have like a challenging coworker, you can't change the other person. No. You can only change your own behavior and how you receive their behavior. So if you have somebody who gets very highly emotional and maybe that makes you feel like you're bad at your job, A, you're probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to know what's you and what's not you. That's the primary point of the boundaries is like what is in my control, mm-hmm. what is in my backyard, what belongs to me and what belongs to my neighbors. So if Martha, Martha and I are, we love each other so much. Yeah. Um, but if Martha was upset with me and I knew I had done nothing intentionally to wrong her, I knew that I had been very kind and conscientious towards her and we were working together, but she was having a very emotional response to something that I thought was not, um, not really something I had done, but she was taking it very hard. A good, healthy boundary would be like, you know what? This is not anything I've done. Martha might have something in her personal life right now that's causing her discomfort mm-hmm. and she's having this response and that's okay, but mm-hmm. it's not a reflection on me. Right. And I've had that at work with nanny families mm-hmm. where the, one of the parents has been highly emotional about their jobs and uh, something that was like really minor happened and it got taken out on me and I, before I had read boundaries, <laughs> I like went home and bawled about it mm-hmm. and I and cried called me. the whole, yeah, <laughs> I cried the whole way home. Yeah. And I cried uncontrollably because I was somebody who took other people's responsibilities and I took, um, I took my job stress home, which is another boundary issue. And I had like all of this feeling like if it was all on me, it was all my fault. And that's not true. That's boundaries teach you like, look at the situation. Is it this person? Is it your coworker? Is it your boss? Is it um, the child or is it you right. and not letting, if it's, if it's somebody else, not letting that influence your view of yourself. Yes. And the important thing, childcare workers are always very self-reflective or hopefully they are because right. you need to be aware of what you're doing that's working or not working. Um, but when you're that way, it's hard for you. You naturally want to be like, well, am I doing this? Is that true right. of me? And taking on faults that are not right. your fault. Taking on lies. Yeah. Lies about who you are. Mm-hmm. And that that's very painful to, to many people. Um, and just knowing that you have the space to be like, that's not me. Mm-hmm. That's not me. That's not what I did here. This person read this way or felt this way about it. And there's probably something else going on that I'm not involved in. Right. And it's, oh my gosh, it is a life changer. It is, it is so freeing. And that's part of what boundaries are about. It's about freedom. And if putting it that way, I'm going to say it in Mm -hmm. a different way in Mm -hmm. case this strikes a chord with someone differently. Mm -hmm. Um, In the book Super You by Emily V. Gordon, Mm -hmm. she talks about this, um, looking at it about what is your fault and what is not. As if you are watching the reality TV show of the situation and you got to see the talking head portion of it, what would that reveal? For example... In your case of somebody took something that happened at their job out on right, you, right. in their talking head portion, they probably would only talk about their job. They wouldn't right. see that they had taken it out on you. Right. But you, seeing the whole picture, can see that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So just taking that step back and saying, if I was watching this right. and I had no emotional investment in it, right. what would I see? That's very important. You really touched on a really important part is if I remove myself, because when you are a nanny, you love the family most of the time. They might drive you crazy, but that's mm-hmm. part of loving someone. Right. Um, but it's uh, it's really important to 
and they talk about like keeping yourself separate from the critical attitudes of others, like removing yourself and saying like, okay, is this me? Or what would I say if this was my friend's situation with her coworker, her boss, her nanny child, what would I say to her? Um, or him because you know, male nannies too. Um, and just trying to look at it from that viewpoint really shifts how you see it. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're really most critical of ourselves and part of, part of boundaries is also being able to realize where other people have infiltrated your boundaries. Mm -hmm. Because if you really take stock of your life, some of you might have great boundaries and that's excellent. But I know for me, I had a lot of weak points in my fence to keep Uh up that fence metaphor where people had gotten in and had hurt me, hurt me in certain ways to say like, Oh, this is, you know what I've noticed about you, which really wasn't true, but felt true because they had said it so many times Mm -hmm. and it had more to do with them. But at the time I wasn't, prepared to believe it. And so, um, letting in the good and keeping out the bad when it's appropriate is Mm -hmm. really an important part of boundaries. Yes. And because of the special relationship Mm -hmm. with nanny families, I think that there is this opportunity for them to hurt you in Uh, ways that are lies and not true. Right. They also, another point about boundaries, um, is conflicts when you're having a conflict with your boss they talk about um transference and mm-hmm. this is like a life-changing read for me <laughs> um because my boss is really she's so lovely she's like strong and powerful and assertive and martha's matter i have she's a she's total wonderful. delight um my mother is also all of those things and so and my mother is also lovely but we have a whole history of personal relationship for 27 right. years now um where it's like we have points of sensitivity where either she's hurt me or I've hurt her. And so there's this thing called transference. And they're like, if you're having an issue with authority, a lot of transference is um, present feelings about an unresolved past conflict. Mm. And so um, they talk about in boundaries, they're like, uh, boundaries aren't created in a vacuum. Boundary problems aren't created in a vacuum. Um, try to figure out why you have boundary problems. It's usually like how you grew up. And I was like, I'm not ready. (laughs) And I love my parents and they're so great. They were amazing parents. I can't stress that enough. I was very lucky. Um, But parents aren't perfect. And that's something I'm sure you know as a nanny, parents are not perfect. Right. Um, And so you, you sort of learn like, oh, maybe I actually have an issue with this, not because of my lovely boss who has a right to whatever he or she wants in their own home, It's actually because it relates to a story with my parents that is too sensitive to really even talk about or sometimes think about. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it's really a sort of a transferring of those really sensitive emotions. And you really need to deal with that to be able to handle the authority of your bosses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really important. And by deal with that, it doesn't even mean... Mm. involving another person. You don't have to talk to them about it. You have to emotionally acknowledge that that's the case. Yes. It's really amazing. Yes. It's really amazing. And um, they talk about if you, if guilt is a strong motivator for you, we're going to talk about, uh, hopefully we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. the 10 laws of boundaries later. But if guilt is a strong motivator for you, which it really was for me, Mm -hmm. um, you know you have a boundary issue because guilt is a great tool in manipulating people and making people do what you want them to do. And so if that's something that you struggle with, of feeling guilty of saying no or feeling guilty of being like, um, I didn't get this done, that is a good indication that you do have a boundary issue. And perhaps it does come from 
your childhood and, and what was expected of you as a young one or, or right. even as a teenager or I mean, it doesn't have to be your parents. It could be teachers. Most of the time, nannies are highly competent individuals mm-hmm. who care deeply about the success of others around them. And so you, you probably naturally have a few boundary issues of your own. Right. Yeah. Yes. Cause I do think, uh, this profession and boundary issues sometimes go hand in oh, hand. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And that's not always the case, but self-reflection yeah some people i've met one i think one nanny in my life who had like really solid boundaries and i was like (laughs) wow how do you do that yep yeah yep and then i read this book and i was like oh i know i i I know the secret yeah um yes i would say i think uh taryn who has been on the podcast yeah she does a very good job of establishing boundaries for herself and those around her yeah part of that boundary too is um being able to know like, just don't take your work stress home. Try right. not to. It's really hard. I know I told the story earlier about crying all the way home from work <laughs> uncontrollably and then um, crying at home in my bed when I got, this is when I lived with Martha. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was at rehearsal. It was a really difficult, it, that was a difficult day anyways, because I was, I was working too much overtime. I had um, critical opinions. I had, and it was really hard. It was really hard for me because I hadn't learned to protect myself yet and to keep those separate. And um, I was working so much and I was working um, other people's responsibilities. It was just so many boundary problems at once that I had not realized were an issue. And um, they all sort of compounded mm. on one another and it was <laughs> a disaster. Um But being able to know what to expect from work and to, I mean, while it's a very personal job, being able to know these people don't have to be your best friends. You don't have to tell your whole life to them. You don't have to, uh, it is a very close relationship and you should feel comfortable. I hope you feel comfortable sharing some of yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to share all of yourself. Mm -mm. Not all of it is necessary. You're still, you're still an employee in that house. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a very blurry spot, but but know that you can keep yourself safe. You don't have to share every single thing about your life. Exactly. Yeah. And that is super important. And I do think having that contract mm-hmm. from the get-go, yes. that helps with those boundaries of because you both, both sides of employer and employee yes. have talked about potentially sticky areas and yeah. already worked it out before there's emotion attached right. to it. And many nannies too, when they, I mean... I'm not married, but I know that many nannies tend to get married and they um, tend to want to have kids of their own because they Mm -hmm. like kids. Um, And I've I've seen countless posts on nanny websites about like, when do I tell my nanny family that I'm pregnant or that I want to get pregnant or that we're going to try? And many people have said, wait until you're actually pregnant. Right. And wait and then wait until you're like, like four or five months pregnant when you're when your chance of miscarriage is low because while you do have a very personal relationship some people are afraid you're going to leave the family you don't you don't need to tell them every single thing about your life create some space to just be yourself um and it's it's again it's blurry but it's really important for you to do so for sure right um great what else katie um so they also talk about like when you just dislike your job but um i'm gonna assume that most nannies are are really like their job but if you don't know your boundary and and find a different line of work yep um because nannying is not for the faint of heart no it is not it is a very difficult job it is it's very hard and also know your boundary when people 
call you a babysitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's different. It's very different. Um, school so, them. School them hard. <laughs> school them for all of us. School them often. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you like to talk about the 10 laws of boundaries? I would love to talk about the 10 laws of okay. boundaries. Okay. Get ready. Um, fellow dweebs <laughs> yeah um buckle your seatbelts it's going to be a bumpy ride <laughs> um so law number one is sowing and reaping and that's about consequences and that's about what you do has an equal and opposite reaction and you um sort of so for a nanny you need to let the child feel their natural consequences mm-hmm. and they talk about logical consequences too like if you color on the table guess what your logical consequences you have to clean it up right um your natural consequence if you are leaning back in your chair is you might fall and hit your head. I don't need to punish you. Gravity did that. Right. Like that's, that's a consequence of your actions. Mm -hmm. So the natural world has consequences and that you would be doing an injustice to the child to not allow them to feel the consequences of your, of their actions. That's the same for anyone who loves you or you love in your life. It could be your spouse. It could be your friend. It could be your sibling. It doesn't matter. For example, it is, there are icy spots in Chicago right now. And I warned my younger nanny kid about if you walk on that ice, you might fall. And he chose to walk on the ice and I comforted him. You choose your choices. But then we also talked about how what he could do next time. Right. And he said, walk on the sidewalk. Right. And I said, yes. It's important because if you don't let them feel the consequences of their actions, if you're always solving their problems, um, it's, you're not helping them. They talk about in that boundaries book, they talk about like the parents, there were these parents seeing these psychologists, it's written by psychologists. Um, and they were like, our child has a lot of problems and, you know, he's failed out of this school and that school and he can't make money and he's gone into debt and he has a drug problem and we keep spending money to save him and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, actually, you guys have the boundary problems <laughs> because you're letting him do this and you're letting him, uh, He people don't change if they don't feel the consequences of their actions. Right. You never will. Because guess what? We're humans and we will do what we can do to stay comfortable and not have to change. And if you feel consequences of your actions, you might actually change. Right. So you need to let the child you nanny for feel consequences of their actions too. Sometimes you need to let the parents that you nanny for <laughs> feel consequences of their actions. Part mm-hmm. of part of my um, job is um, house managing. And so I've had to be like, hey, if you don't send the list to me, I also teach in the morning now until two. And I'm like, if you don't send the list to me, you know, in the morning, I probably, I want to run the errands before I get to your house, before I even show up, but they write it on the board. They're used to writing it on the board. Right. So if they don't send it to me, it doesn't happen that day. Right. Um, and that's hard too, because you want to be super productive, (laughs) but you also need to be like, this is the stipulation I set. And that's the, if you don't send it to me in the morning, I won't do it after school. Once I get to your house, I'm at your house until I need to get your child from school. Um, because I have other things I need to do at your house too. So mm-hmm. um, that's law number one is sowing and reaping. Law number two is responsibility. And responsibility is, it, it's loving to others if you're taking responsibility. Um, you're not responsible for another person. This is a huge highlight. I blew mm-hmm. my, my current roommate's mind with this. <laughs> you're responsible to them. You're responsible for yourself and you're responsible to other people. Prepositions, man. Right. It's really important. They're important. Um, so if I am unhappy with something, um, say my spouse or say a child is doing, I'm responsible for expressing 
what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not responsible to me until I express it. I'm responsible for myself, for my own happiness. If I tell it, the nanny child I'm with, hey, I don't like when you say that to me. I don't want you to say that to me anymore. They don't need to stop saying it to me until I tell them because they don't know. Right. You're responsible for your own happiness. You need to tell them. You need to um, give them a chance to be responsible to you. And so being responsible to someone else is about respecting what they've said to you. This is applicable to a spouse or to Mm -hmm. a friend, right? If you say like, hey, I really hate when you come home late, Mm -hmm. right? Or like, I can't stay late after six. Your nanny family might not know that. They might not be aware until you say it. Like, this is a real issue for me, particularly on Wednesday nights, whatever it is. I can't stay past. I tutor Mm -hmm. a few nights a week. Mm -hmm. And so I have told my nanny family on these nights, I can't stay past our agreed time. Right. Um, Responsible for yourself. Yes. And now they're responsible to you because you've been responsible for yourself. And they haven't been late again right? since right. I said that. And so. that, that helps people love you. Mm-hmm. That helps you love people. Mm-hmm. So you can't, I mean, really you need to be able to communicate and express what your boundaries are. Yes. Um, really important. So important. And not too much to ask. <laughs> right. I, right. Think, I think a lot of times we get in our brains that, oh, I just, I'll just deal. Right. That comes with a later, with a later law of boundaries, Perfect. which um, we'll talk about. We could talk about it now. We can skip around. Okay. Um, that's the law of motivation. Why are you doing what you're doing, my friends? Think about why am I taking this job I don't want? Why am I volunteering to babysit on this night that I don't want to babysit? Um, why am I staying late at work when I really had another plan? I had a date or I had dinner or I had plans with a friend and now I'm pushing them back resentfully. Right. Um, is it because of fear of loss of love or loss of your job? Or um, are you afraid of them being angry at you? Or are you afraid of them losing their opinion of you? Or uh, fear of them reciprocating in a negative way um, or disapproval? Are you doing it for others? Or are you doing it for you? Mm-hmm. So if your motivation is fear or guilt, there's a boundary problem. Right. Um, you need to think about why you are concerned about like asserting what you need mm-hmm. and that's a really key point of if it's fear or um guilt guilt yeah really that those are the two i was trying to think if there was another one i don't think mm-hmm. there are um those are really powerful guilt is a guilt is a sign that you've been manipulated in the past right um whether it's family or um teachers or whatever friends it can be friends even when you're mm-hmm. really young guilt <laughs> Or when you're old. Right, right. But that comes from when you're young. Yes. So if you've not been taught to be made guilty, if you will, Mm -hmm. it was, oh my God, this book. I, I, as an adult, I have a prominent figure in my life who really uses guilt. And Mm -hmm. um, recently, since I've read this book, I read this book six months ago, and uh, I've encountered this prominent figure again. And they've attempted to use guilt on me and another person in my life. And it was, it was the weirdest thing. It was like <laughs> watching, I don't know what, like a ball fly by your head and you being like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't feel a thing. Like, I'm not afraid. I don't feel guilty. I see what's happening. I see your tactic. Right. It's not working. Like you can't, you can't make me feel guilty right. for this because I am taking responsibility for myself. Um, 
So yeah, that's another thing is, um, it's about respect of like people who, people who love you are going to respect your boundaries. And, um, many people actually appreciate your boundaries Mm -hmm. because that tells them that they can also set boundaries with you. So it's important to be able to say like, Hey, gosh, I really hate it when this happens. Could you please not do that in the future? Or, Hey, I, I can't talk after 10 PM. Right. I'm tired. I'm a nanny. Yeah. I like nanny self care. Listen to that (laughs) podcast. Yes. I need to to go to bed. I can't talk after 10 PM. Please, you know, text me at that time if you need to. It'll right. go, it'll be quiet. My phone will be on silent. Um, but being able to set those boundaries actually makes you more likable because people trust you more and they know that they're not overstepping their bounds. And guess what? The people who don't are really your friends. Yes. They don't really love you if they won't respect your boundaries. So, and that goes with um, the people that you work with. Do you want to work with people who don't respect your boundaries? No. No, you don't. And an example of this that has showed up in my nanny life Mm -hmm. is um, one of the families that I nanny for, the dad was sometimes a work-from-home parent. Right. But there was no rhyme or reason to the days. For me, I'm sure for him there is rhyme and reason. But for me, it was some days he was home, sometimes he wasn't. Sometimes it was three times a week, sometimes it was weeks in between. Yeah. And so I asked him one day because it really drove me crazy not to know because I plan the day differently right of course depending on because the child acts differently of course depending on whether or not the parent is home and so I asked him can you please text me at the beginning of the day if you're planning on being home right or text me midday if you're planning on coming home way earlier than expected right and and I and I told him some of my reasons mm-hmm. of you know i i don't like walking into a house that i think is empty and there's a person in because scary. it's scary yeah um and also the child acts differently i want to be prepared i want to be prepared yeah and plan activities that will Keep not be noisy in, yeah because you might be on a conference call right and also keep them out of certain areas of the house and yes plan accordingly for like bath activities that might be right next to their office or you know exactly Exactly. and so and he has respected it so much yeah and it it's worked really really well most people want to respect your boundaries most people love you and want to be um a part of you respecting yourself if people don't they also have boundary (laughs) issues and that's because of their childhoods and what they have been taught is acceptable right and actually it's it's really freeing so um, they talk about like freedom first. I'm looking for it on the board now. I'm not sure where I wrote it. Um, it's about motivation. So we're on the right uh-huh. spot. So the, the motivation should be freedom first for yourself and service second. And that's mm. really hard for a lot of people in this industry because we are service oriented. Right. People who are nannies are people who care about serving others and loving others. And that's great. But also you need to, you need to create freedom for yourself. You need to say like, this isn't me or this is not my responsibility or you need to know what's what's in your own backyard. I, I keep using that analogy and right. it's really been so powerful for me because fences have gates. Fences can let good things in and keep bad things out. And and that's really powerful and important. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, I completely yeah. agree. Um, another thing is, uh, you kind of touched on it, is like you have power. You have power mm-hmm. and it's to agree with the like the truth of what the problem is. And so you touched on it with the dad who works from home. Like, hey, 
my power is in saying like, this is the problem and here's <laughs> why. And you can talk about that and you can make it plain to this other person. And many times people respond to that. They say right. like, oh yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Or Because most of the time they aren't thinking about it that way. And that's... Sure. I, I think a lot of times we assign all this meaning of to another person's actions. Of course. And a lot of the meaning isn't there. Yeah. Because he in no way was trying to mess up my day right. or or spy on us or anything like that he just some days is working out in the burbs and wants to be able to get out there quick right right exactly and that's and that gives him the opportunity to be responsible to you not Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. you are responsible for yourself to say this makes me insane like i can't um and uh he was then responsible to you so in the book actually when you read it they talk about um an action, an action in and of itself does not have power in the same way. So they, they were talking about a wife who was upset that her husband came home late. And they were talking with the counselor who wrote the book. And he was like, well, can I ask you a question? Is it the action of being late? And she was like, yes, it is. And he was like, would you be upset if you were going out with your friends that night if he was late for dinner, late coming home late from work? And she was like, well, no, I wouldn't. And he was like, then it's not the action of him being late. Right. It's your expectations, your unspoken expectations of him. So you need to speak those expectations because you're responsible for yourself. <laughs> right. And then he needs to be responsible to you right. as someone who loves you um, and someone who cares about and values you. So that's really a, a, a key point in there is like, what are, what are you responsible for? Mm-hmm. And who are you responsible to? Right. And I think uh, talking about that mm-hmm. in uh, kid-friendly language, mm-hmm. but to the kids that you nanny for, yeah. of saying, you didn't tell me that you wanted carrots yeah. for lunch. So you don't have carrots. So you don't have carrots and you have to eat what is on your plate. Right. Because you didn't tell me first. Because you didn't tell me first. Right. That and actually I specifically asked you. leads perfectly mm-hmm. into the next law of Beautiful. boundaries. Which is I'm proactivity s- instead I'm of... segue queen you, right now. You are. Um, also, you look like that guy from... Uh, Parks and Rec. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Say his oh. name. I can't remember. Um, John Raffio. John Raffio. <laughs> Gosh, yes. I cannot she believe it. I... She did like the hand by her mouth and everything. I did. It was perfect. I love him. Um, proactivity is another <laughs> rule of boundaries. And that's about being proactive versus reactive. And mm-hmm. that line in and of itself, um, this like specific section of the book changed my life. And it was like, you're supposed to be an active participant in your life. And I was like, oh my Wait, God, what? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you you're have not a goal. strapped into a roller coaster. Yes, yes. And like, if you want something, move towards it. Mm-hmm. You don't wait for it to happen to you. Right. You move towards it, which is exactly what we're trying to teach these children. Yes. Right? So that changed my, I've, I've signed up for a marathon. I've solved, I've solved the Rubik's cube, my friends. There's I, a video. Oh my God. Watch I, it. Can I post it? Yes, you can. Great. I'm going to post it post on both. Chronicles of Nanya <laughs> on Facebook. So look for that this week. Do it. Um, yes. I read this book and it was like, uh, you're supposed to be an active participant in your own life. And I was like, what? I have so many goals I'm not at all moving towards because I'm just right. waiting for them to happen to me. 
And um, we want the children we nanny for to be proactive and to go after what they want. If you want to play with puzzles, go get yourself a puzzle. Right. That's not my job. Your <laughs> job is to go get yourself a puzzle. Um, so we're working on that with the kids and also work on it with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Yeah. Um, so being able to like see what you want and go after it helps the children to know that that's okay for them too. And to continue to tell them like, oh, do you want to, if the tub is not cleaned out in the way you like before a bath, guess what? You have two hands and two feet and right. you have a brain in your head that's super smart. You can do that. That's now your job. Right. If, if I'm not doing it the way you like, you don't have to be a recipient of the action. You can be the person who initiates it. Yes. Um, so letting them know that that's a part of their life and that's something they can do is really powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and that they can ask for help, but they need yeah. to ask for help. Yeah, exactly. They, a tantrum is not asking for help. Exactly. Um, that Use actually saying you, you are proactive. Yes. You can do it. You mm-hmm. can ask for what you need and get your needs met. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. And I, I think that a lot of times, uh, I, I find myself falling into this trap yeah. of thinking that me, telling the children to do something is me being lazy and it's not me helping the kids learn to clean up is actually a lot harder now that I do it a lot I've learned that it's so much harder there's a oh yeah it's really difficult because sometimes you're like it's just easier if I clean up by myself yes um I think it's um how to talk so kids will listen and Mm -hmm. listen so kids will talk and they mention in that book they're like man this person's a great parent. You should see the things she doesn't do for them. And it's really interesting when you think about it through that lens of helping them because it, it, honestly, it's easier to do it yourself. Right. Because kids are messy Mm -hmm. and kids are learning, but to give them the ability to do it themselves and to say like, you know what, like we're going to take the time. We're going to allow it to be messy. Um, I'm going to let go a little bit. (laughs) That's actually a really important lesson for the kids Mm -hmm. to be able to experience it. And to be able to find their way of doing it instead of your way of doing it. Exactly. So that, that's another boundary thing is, is activity and learning how to propel yourself. So what do you want? How do you get there? And saying like, okay, so you want to, you want this for your snack. I've recently sort of let the little girl I nanny for start making her own snack. She's, nice. she's in kindergarten. She's very mm-hmm. smart. Um, she basically one day I was like, so first you're going to eat the fruits and vegetables you didn't eat from your snack. And then you can make some additional snack that you right. want as long as it's safe, as long as it doesn't involve a sharp knife or, yes. you know, fire. Um, and so she has, she has taken on. Um, preparing her own snack. Like if she wants trail mix, I actually loathe making trail mix for her. I loathe it. It's the worst. <laughs> um, I don't know why I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. And she loves trail mix. So she makes it herself now. And I'm like, and it's great. She actually loves being able to do it because she controls how much goes in. Right. And I'm just like, I, I understand you love carbs. You can use those carbs. <laughs> I need you to put a protein in. So she always chooses almonds. And she chooses raisins for like a fruit to go with it. Um, But it gives her agency. And that's really important. And allowing herself to feel like she can be an active participant in her life. And she can can move towards what she wants. And that's really important for adults too. You can Mm -hmm. move towards what you want once what you want <laughs> you don't have to wait for somebody else to give it to you mm-hmm. you should actively be moving towards it right yes yeah 
Um, and that actually has to do with another boundary issue or not boundary issue, a law of boundaries, which is envy. If you feel envious of other people's lives, you probably have a boundary issue, right? Because people without boundaries feel unfulfilled and they also feel kind of empty because they're being, they're spending so much of themselves and they feel like they're not getting enough back. If you have a boundary, if you have firm boundaries, you can say like, I need to recharge. I can't do this or I want to do this and I'm going to do it. You start to feel fulfilled. You have time to do things you want to do. You have space to do things you not you don't want to do. You have like, you can say no. Right. And that's a really important place to be. So if you're feeling kind of envious of other people's free time or other people's like ability to travel, guess what? You can do it too. You just need to make it happen. Right. You need to propel yourself forward. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Um, and again, that is something that I think is worth yeah. teaching children because yeah. a lot of kids will say that you know oh so-and-so has this toy and i want to play with that toy and yeah so what can you do Mm -hmm. you are an active participant in your own life Mm -hmm. how do you make that happen for you you're responsible for your own happiness how can you do it they're responsible to you yeah but how can you make that happen for yourself um and that actually also uh ties in a little bit too with kids like exposure of what what are you willing to receive Mm -hmm. um and I, I actually, oh my gosh, there's a whole chapter in this book about boundaries and your, and children uh-huh. and, um, and boundaries and spouses and things like that and boundaries and friends and boundaries and work and, um, the boundaries and children, I actually stole it from boundaries and spouses, but, um, I will not let myself be yelled at. I just won't mm-hmm. like, you can be upset. I understand. But if you're going to yell at me, I'm going to go in the other room. Right. Sorry. I won't, I won't be yelled at. And so uh, it's been really effective with the little one I nanny for now. Because I'm like, I love you. I get that you're upset. I'm upset too. I understand. I'm not going to be yelled at. If you can talk to me about what you want, I'm happy to stay here. If you need to yell and be upset, I'm going to be in the other room. What do you want to do? Right. And um, Your move. Yeah, right? (laughs) And it, it gives them the ability to say like, what do I want? And to know um, some people won't tolerate being yelled at. Some people right. will. Right. If, you, if you're going to tolerate being yelled at, that's fine. That's your own thing. Right. If it's fine with you. Right. It's not fine with me. Words are important to me. Tone of voice is important to me. I cannot tolerate it. Mm-hmm. And being able to set that boundary has actually taken, it's amazing because you allow yourself to be treated in the way that you're willing to be treated in. Right. So being able to say like, I'm, I love you. I'm not going to be yelled at. Mm-hmm. I'll be in the other room or even whining. That was a really powerful, <laughs> yes. powerful lesson to say like, you're whining right now. I hear that. I understand being upset. I'm going to stop listening. If you need, like, please change your voice. If right. you, if you want something from me. Yep. Otherwise I don't listen to whining. Oh, we have been working on that so yeah. much lately. Um, I actually read an article about that when I started that, because there was a huge issue with whining at the house I was working at at the time. And, um, they were like, just tell them, give them the first warning. They say, Hey, your voice mm-hmm. sounds whiny. I want you to know I'm going to stop listening if you keep whining. And then they were like, and then be prepared for them to up the ante yes. for about a week. And they will to see if you really mean it, like screaming, crying, falling on the floor. And it sure did happen. But after that, after I gave the warning, like, Hey, you're whining. I'm going to stop listening if you're whining. It never, it, it really never happened again for yep. me, which is really amazing. Cause then I was like, Hey Katie. And I was like, 
Yes. <laughs> and then they were able to express their needs because they knew what I was going to tolerate. Right. You can teach people how they're going to treat you and you can teach children what's appropriate with you and what's not. They're really smart. They want to know. Many people who love you want to know, even adults, if it's your parents or your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend, tell them, your friends, yep. tell them. And that's, I mean, that's what I've done with tantrums as well, yeah. um, which is, you know, the highest level of whining. But yes, um, it is. Is that I have taught my nanny kids what a tantrum is. We talk about it when they're calm. Yeah. Um, and then I say, do you know what you're doing right now? And they'll say, doing a tantrum. <laughs> and I'll say, does that ever work with me? Yeah. And I say, then when you're ready to try something else, I'm here to listen. I do that too. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to shift your tactic? That's yep. not working with me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Never works. This does not work. So yeah. I realize that it works with your parents. Yeah. Because they're work with your parents. right. And they're emotionally involved in a way that's not the same for a nanny. Exactly. And that's both okay and right. But it's like nannies have a lot. Le- we're lucky to have a level of separation. This isn't our child. We love them, but it's not ours. Right. So we have a level of being like, I know what's up. I know what you're doing. I appreciate it, but I'm not buying into it. Right. Um, yeah. And and also the important thing about, you were mentioning tantrums, is like giving children space to say no outside of the tantrum yes. is really important. I, I'm, I'm such a big proponent of consent and um, giving people space to say no, because really being able to say no is an issue of consent. Yes. And um, it's really important to... Allow them to know that you can say no to a grown up. You can mm-hmm. say no to your teacher. You can say no to um, a friend. You can say no to a family member. It's okay. If you don't want to hug me, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You want to high five me? Great. You don't want to do any of it. You just want to look at each other in the eyes and say <laughs> goodbye. That's all okay. Because your body is your body. Right. And that's fine. And that leads into later issues, of course, when they're teenagers of consent and um, more, more. I don't know, adult content yes. areas <laughs> that we won't touch on in this. But, but it, they it learn does it start now. that young. Yeah. And something, so when I teach preschool, something that I really touch on is um, when a child, children often know that they should ask for something. And it happens, I'm not kidding, literally every day, where some child will be like, can I have this truck? And then takes it before the other child answers. And I'm like, did this child say yes? Mm-hmm. No. Did they say no? No, that doesn't mean you can have it. Nope. If they didn't answer you, that doesn't mean you can have it. You need to wait for them to respond to you. If they say yes, great. If they say no, you say, can I have it in a few minutes? And then you go from there. Right. And if you need a grown up, we'll come and help you. But no answer is not a yes. Yes. You have to wait. Um, that's a big issue for me as a as an adult. I think it's really serious. I think if we can teach them now mm-hmm. that asking is not enough, you need to wait for the answer. Right. Um, and giving space where children can say no. So a big thing that I say to the little girl I nanny for, uh, I think we've touched on it already, mm-hmm. is like, this is what I need. It's okay to say no if you don't want to do that. Like, that's fine. Or... Um, I need, you know, if you want to move this along faster, you can do this, but you don't have to. It's okay to say no. That's a big catchphrase so that they know it's safe. Okay. What happens when it's not okay to say no? Um, What's the situation? I know. I'm trying to think of one. Because I've had a situation where a parent has insisted a child hug me and I've been like, no. Right. Like, it's, it's okay to say no. Yeah. Um, I... I want you to be the boss of your body and that I won't compromise on. Mm-hmm. You're in charge of, if you don't want me to touch you, I will not touch you. Um, 
but if it's if it's a safety issue, so if right. it's something they can't say no to, like you have to hold my hand in this crowded parking yeah. lot, um, sometimes there often is space to say no if you really think about it. Like, what would make you feel more comfortable? Do you want to hold my sleeve? I or here's why. Right. If you can't say if they can't say no, say that's not a safe choice, and here's why. I'm going to tell you why. Um, most children will respond to to reasonable. Um, explanations Great. for why they cannot. So um, you see that a lot in preschool. Um, you can't hit your friend and I'm going to tell you why. Right. Um, I'm going to tell you why. It's a very <laughs> big phrase in my vocabulary. Yeah. Um, so much so that I think the grownups that I work with hate me um, <laughs> or the grownups in my real life, my friends are like, you don't need to tell me why because I already know. <laughs> and I'm like, that's right. I'm sorry. I work with kids. I, um, it's hard to switch off. Sometimes. Yeah, it is hard to switch off. Um, but being able to say like, you can't take off your shoes while we're walking back from the park. And I'm going to tell you why it's because it's not safe for your feet. It's either too cold or you could step on something sharp or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, okay, great. Many children respond to that. That was, that was my basic question Yeah. is if, if it is like a safety issue. Yeah, absolutely. And, and many children want to be safe, right? They want to know that you're keeping them safe. Mm -hmm. So, um, I compare that sort of to boundaries are like a guardrail, right? <laughs> and like who feels safe driving on like cliffs that drop off into the ocean without a guardrail? The guardrail makes you feel more comfortable. Um, driving over a bridge with no guardrail makes Terrifying. you feel real bad. <laughs> um, and so having something there to protect you is really important. Boundaries mm -hmm. keep bad out and good in. Um, and telling the child basically like, I can't do that. And here's why I want you to know. Um, it's because I like you, it's because I love you and it's because I want you to be safe. Right. Um, and that really resonates with many children. So they really respond to that. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for answering that question. Welcome. Because yes, I have, I've been trying to do more of it's okay to say no. Yeah. And my own nannying. Yeah. And, but then I was like, wait, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's hard too. So another thing that they talk about in early childhood is, uh, and I've really had to hone in on this as a teacher is, is it bothering just me or is it bothering the right. other children? And if it's bothering just me, I need to sort of shut up and right. let it go. And if it's bothering other children around them or other people around them, then maybe it's time to step in. So um, knowing what it is that's upsetting you mm -hmm. and looking around and being aware to say like, is it me or is it other people as well? Right. Is it distracting? Is it? hurting other people or am I just annoyed because it's pushing my own personal buttons? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And something that, um, I have been working with my little ones on is saying when something annoys you, which yeah. we were talking about. So I sing a lot, not as much as Parker, who has been on <laughs> the male nanny. Parker episode. is a delight. He I is have, a delight. I know him in real and life. And he has a beautiful voice. He so does. He's he very talented. Anyone that sings uh, or that hears him sing. It's a gift, but I am not the same. And so it drives, true. well, thank you, but it drives <laughs> my nanny kids crazy when I sing. And so I, they used to just be like, stop singing. <laughs> um, and we talked about how that made me feel. Yeah. And uh, now they will say, Marfa, can you? Marfa. <laughs> Can you please stop singing? Oh. And and then I will sometimes say yes and sometimes say no. Um, 
Sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to finish this song. And then, yes, I will. So I saw Hamilton with uh-huh. my sister, which was a delight. And you should all go see Hamilton. Oh, that's great. Um, but they in the program, they had a, a write-up about Heather Headley or Heather Headley. How do you say her name? Ooh, I, I don't, don't know. know. She's She played Aida uh-huh. in the very famous production. And she mentioned that her kids, she's got some toddlers, hate when she sings too Mm -hmm. and it's like they don't care that she's a tony (laughs) award winning actress and she's very talented they're like mom stop singing so like that's just a natural state of children and they just and actually the little girl i nanny for um she has often been like could you please stop because i want to listen to the lyrics yeah and i'm like yes thank you for saying that so i know why that helps me to mm-hmm. know what it is you want. Um, encouraging communication and also like encouraging children to set their own boundaries is really important. If a child says like, don't touch me like that, I, I think it's really important to stop tickling a child when they say stop because yes. you want them to learn. If you really want me to tickle you, you shouldn't tell me to stop. Yes. If you want me to stop tickling you, I will always 100% stop when you say that. But teaching them from the get-go yeah. that what they say yeah. will yield results yeah and 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 you have the authority to say don't touch my body like that yes that's important that's really important yes yeah i completely agree thumbs up great um lovely what what do we have left um we've talked about my main points about boundaries i would really say um just learn to know if you can it's really important learn to know like think about what's what's in your backyard that's the best analogy i have Mm -hmm. i keep saying it but i love it um what's in your backyard is this yours to take care of if not let it go right um is this somebody else's to take care of encourage them to take care of it um is it something that you need to help someone carry is it a, a death of a parent a death of a you know like sometimes that happens in your nanny family you're very personal and close with them if they have a, an extreme loss, you might find yourself working more overtime and know that that's okay because you won't be doing that forever. Right. That you're doing that at this time because you love that person and you want to support them. And this is part of their burden and you want to help them shoulder it. It's part of the boulder that they're carrying. Um, you don't need to do their taxes for them. Nope. That's not your backpack. Um, just sort of being able to uh, delineate what's yours and what's not is really important. Um, if you can ask yourself, what's me and what is not me, that is the main point of boundaries. And helping the child you nanny for learn that and giving the child you nanny for space to say no and space to disagree is really, really important. And allowing yourself, because a lot of times as an adult, we feel like we have more authority um, over the children. Right. And, And while that's sometimes true because we know about safety in ways that they don't consider, you also need to let them exert themselves. So if they're like, I really don't want to play that game, Sometimes you need to be like, well, I don't want to play this game, but let's find something else we can play. Win, win, or no deal is a really powerful um, model for helping children learn how to deal with other people. How can we both be happy? Yes, I completely agree. And also when teaching them to say no, teaching them to say no in a respectful way. Right. Um, Right. Because I I think this could be potentially misconstrued. So I'm trying to just cut it off at the pass as as a kid can just be like, no, right. No. And that's not okay either. No, it's about, it's about, I always teach the kids I nanny for. I continually repeat this. I'm like, you can pretty much say whatever you want. If you say it kindly and with yes. love <laughs> um, and respect for the other person and in a kind tone of voice. And it's really true. Like I could be like, Martha, 
I thought, <laughs> this is not true because if any of you know Martha, she's the loveliest person. <laughs> Martha, when you borrowed my car, you dinged it up and that really bothered me because I really think highly of you and I love you and I want to continue to respect you. It really hurt my feelings. It made me feel like you didn't respect my stuff. Uh, Martha's actually the kindest person <laughs> in the world, but knowing that like being able to say it in that tone of voice and teaching your nanny child to say it in that tone of voice because you're saying it in that tone of voice right and modeling that behavior is so important Mm -hmm. so that they know how to do that um i think i've talked about it on the show once before that the little girl i nanny for um she used to talk to me in a sort of short tone of voice Uh uh-huh and i'd say no, you know, I don't love that tone of voice. Like, could you pick a different one to tell me what it is you want? And one time she said it to her mom. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. That's me. Like, I've like, I say that to her when she talks to me in this tone of voice. Um, but sort of modeling what it is, what's appropriate for you and what's not. And helping the child to know that it's okay to, to advocate for yourself in a kind way. Yes. You don't get to be rude about it. Mm-mm. You can't control your feelings. You can't control your behavior. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, and Katie has brought a lovely story for us. Um, right? I have. At first I was like, have I? Have I, I have. I have brought a lovely story. It's adorable. <laughs> um, so the little girl that I nanny for right now she and I love to team color is what we call it. And oh, it's where we beautiful. color on the same page. Um, and also we sort of color next to each other sometimes because sometimes I need a brain break and I need to like color by myself next to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were drawing pictures one day next to one another. And I know I've talked about it in this episode. Um, a big catchphrase in my vocabulary is it's okay to say no. <laughs> and then I say whatever it is. And, um, she really liked this picture that I had drawn and I really can't remember what it was now. Uh, but she was like, Katie, can I have this picture? It's okay to say no. Oh, <laughs> you know, it was so sweet. And I was like, Oh yes, you can. But it was really, it was the first time I had ever heard that repeated to me from her. Yeah. And it felt really special to know that I had taught her that it's okay to say no. And it's okay to, that other people might say no to you with what you want to. Right. Um, and that was really special. It was kind of adorable. That is adorable. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, if you listening have a fun story that you would like to share on the podcast, please email it in to Chronicles of Nania, and Nania is spelled N-A-N-N-Y-A at gmail.com. And I would love to share it on the air. I will never share the child's name, but I will share your name if you would like me to. And I will also plug something for you if you would like me to do that. Uh, within reason, my boundary <laughs> is that I will not plug something that I do not believe in this girl knows what's up but i will plug something for you if uh if it is within my boundary but it's okay for me to say no (laughs) (laughs) but please send those stories in also visit us on facebook at chronicles of nania twitter instagram uh this week i'll be sharing uh katie's rubik's cube video do it and love it and also several other resources uh you can also go to chronicles of nania.com and we have episode resources there and all the episodes are 
there available for you, as well as a how to listen guide. But if you're hearing this, you already know how to listen. That's what's up. Um, so thank you so much, Katie. Yes, it was my pleasure. This thank you for having me. Wonderful. I'm a super dweeb and I love boundaries. If you have any any questions or um need or for struggling advice, with yeah please email in because it's really Martha has also read boundaries. I have. It's really a powerful book. Um, it's, it's helpful in helping to know what belongs to you and what doesn't. Yes. It's it's very freeing. I feel like a whole new person. I cannot tell you enough. (laughs) And yes, I would love to answer any questions and anything that I need help with. I will go to Katie for it. Um, wonderful. Well, thank you for listening and have a great week. The Chronicles of Nannia is produced by Martha Reddick and Logan Nielsen. Artwork and logo by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.